Welcome to The Safe Room, your quarantine zone for gaming news and paranoid discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And coming at you from Seattle, Washington, <laughs> a.k.a. the coronavirus capital of America, this is episode 86 and quite possibly the last. I'm scared. Are, are you? I'm very terrified. Did, right I, did I come in really strong yeah, with that intro? Yeah, you came in so strong. Like, I was already yeah. high anxiety high tension about the whole situation before yeah but now i really feel in peril. i just feel like this could be the last of us the, <laughs> now i just feel like that we um typically we talk about events that happen elsewhere you mm-hmm. know different countries mm-hmm. you know away from us is basically yeah but this time this uh coronavirus situation the normal mm-hmm. coronavirus which causes COVID 19 uh is in our backyard in our backyard <laughs> Two weeks ago, we were talking about it elsewhere, in China, Korea, yeah. and now it's here. It's elsewhere. knocking on our doors. Yeah, there's a progression where it's yeah. just like, okay, so when we die, and inevitably we will die, mm-hmm. people are going to like work their way backwards to like, oh my god, they apparently they're just holed up in their home, and they're drinking toilet water, and fucking talking about new releases? <laughs> like, what? It's like when you go into a Resident Evil game, and yep. you basically find chronicles of somebody descending into madness, like, you know, the first logs when they get bit, and then they Lisa turn Trevor. Lisa Trevor. So this is our Lisa Trevor log for the coronavirus. It is such a shame what happened to the Trevor family in that game. Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, no, this is a real thing. I'm not saying it's fake. It's real. It's here. Um, And both of us, I work for Amazon. Uh, Do you want me to say where you are? They know where I work. And Daniel works for Starbucks. (laughs) And they informed us that we should work from home, Mm -hmm. um, not for the rest of the week, not for two weeks, but for the rest of the month. month. And if you don't know, the month just started. (laughs) It really just started. March just started. Three, four weeks of being cooped up with this guy. Yeah. It's going to stink. We've had to open up windows already. Mm -hmm. Then again, I was like bleaching everything on the floors. Was that paranoia? Or was that you just cleaning your toilet? I was about to say, I was just cleaning my toilet. (laughs) It's not because I'm going nuts, right? Right. Actually, I I feel like there's a a middle ground people should have. Yes, mm-hmm. absolute concern. Sure. Um, shutting down Seattle. I don't know if it's overblown or not. I won't make that judgment because it's e- hindsight is twenty twenty. Sure. And I could be like, this is overblown, and then like three months later, mm-hmm. we're all like fighting for TP with fucking fucking spears, just like coming at each other. I saw <laughs> there's I a know. blood moon out. <laughs> I imagine everything getting very bloodborne after a while. Of course. Because, <laughs> you know. It becomes the nightmare of Yarnum all over again. <laughs> right, dude. They had the infected blood or whatever. The old blood. The, old the blood. bad blood, man. That's going to happen <laughs> We have Seattle. the good blood for now, but yeah, not, this blood not is, long it'll be This bad. blood's great right now, but yeah, I woke up with healthy. a tingle in my throat, dude. And the first thing I thought is, I'm dead. <laughs> Isn't that the bitch of it now where it's like you get like anything close to like congestion or a sneeze or a cough, you're like, shit, I have COVID. Yeah, I I, I gotta tell you, like being here in Seattle during this time where like they've already declared emergency in the the city. Yeah, yeah. What a chill emergency, by the way. People are still going to Starbucks, (laughs) still, you know, picking up their fried chicken. I mean, they have like store-wide policies they're implementing now where uh, it's like they won't take personal cups and employees are like being made to wash their hands for at, a full at starbucks you're seconds. saying i imagine not only there but elsewhere but yes at starbucks specifically yeah we we went there the other day yeah. and like one of the one of the chicks working uh behind the counter was just like yeah somebody already got mad about that policy and it was like what do you mean mad like don't they don't they check the fucking news mm-hmm. all the news is is goddamn coronavirus you can't be like super mad about it and i think it was yesterday or last night they actually closed down one of the ones at like first and pike because like one of the employees got sick and they 
closed it down for an overnight deep clean and just did like a top to bottom cleaning of it. It's crazy. Like if you go through like Pike Place right now or anywhere in down t- downtown Seattle, it is a ghost town. Yeah. Like people, there was just this panic in the air and it felt like the beginning of the Cordyceps virus, like from The Last of Us. Like, there we go. We got like, to the video games. I felt go. it. I felt <laughs> we got a little too real. Yeah. We got a little too real, mm-hmm. but we reeled it back in into our, 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 our mind escapes, mm-hmm. our little virtual things. But it is pretty wild because it is like crawling up and down the West Coast. And then I was talking to my uncle about it last uh, night and he's like, yeah, there's been some cases in Broward now. And I'm just right. like, Florida. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, um, actually, I'm surprised my parents haven't reached out to me going mm-hmm. like, hey, I heard there's like martial law out there in Seattle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like nothing. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I went, I went into the office after, cause like they were just like, it's a recommendation mm-hmm. that employees, uh, stay home. But yeah. like, if you can, please work from home. And I get to the office and there's no one there, man. Mm-hmm. It was completely eerie, like mm-hmm. just empty floors and walking around. It's like, you could, you could, you could hear, uh, nothing yeah <laughs> it's weird it's pretty wild like the extent of things like because we talked about on previous episodes like companies pulling out of certain events like sony pulling out of like what is a gdc and and uh, um PAX. PAX. yeah emerald city comic-con they postpone till the summer mm-hmm. all these things are getting pushed off or postponed things are getting closed and it's like impacting like so many people in little ways where it's like we're talking about our companies obviously like we work for global companies they'll be fine but like vendors that survive off of things like comic cons or like small businesses and like pike that like really you're talking about the the fish market right yeah and how they really thrive and survive on that day-to-day business it's like right. it's gonna be so much harder for that them place to is, yeah subsist that place is always crowded yeah and i saw a picture today of it just like ghost town right it's crazy it's like the beginning of every zombie movie but mm-hmm. it's like eh, there's no fun zombies yeah. to, to kill it's, it's just like oh we gotta stay inside mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like for once we are part of the one percent you and i where it's like what this virus only really impacts and like affects people and who are like you know elderly or sick already. Where it's like we're young, we're young. Um, or if bucks. you have an autoimmune, yeah, deficiency or as autoimmune well. diseases or you know something of that nature. And you and I are young bucks, so it's like I feel like the the, the <sighs> thought of bucks, this dude. killing I us 30. is so low. I turned thirty in a month. Yeah, in a month. Um, that's crazy. I I do want to stress like some people are just like I don't give a fuck if I get sick. Like I I can fight the flu. Whatever, mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm like yeah, I'm so glad for you, twenty two yeah. year old. I'm so glad. But if you come into contact with someone who is elderly or does have an autoimmune deficiency mm-hmm. you're gonna kill them it's a death sentence this is why we need to be like you know kind of i get why we're taking so many precautions but there is a middle ground it's mm-hmm. not like oh hey well i'm gonna live inside forever <laughs> and no it's like hey make sure you're washing hands be mm-hmm. mindful of what you're doing like i went to the gym today dude mm-hmm. uh we have like a paper towel machine that actually gives like kind of sanitized yeah. towels to wipe down the machines guy next to me like when i get in there he, he leaves doesn't wipe it down doesn't do anything and i'm like dude Fucking animal dude i was like this is how it happens this is why the fucking spanish influenza spread so well because people didn't know how they were spreading it that's true (laughs) yeah i went to the gym like just be careful right on thursday before i went to work and i was like fucking danny devito in that one episode of it's always sunny just covered in purell it's pure (laughs) pure. (laughs) just making sure i was good yeah it's it's um it's crazy times i mean it's we're at the height of it obviously right now and it's only gonna get worse but Mm. in time it'll die down um, and it'll get better. So, you know. But yeah, let's let you know, guys. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine. Yeah. I think. Probably. Maybe. And if um, you and stop be... getting weekly podcasts from us, it might be for the better. Or retired. Or retired. That happened once. That happened last week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Expect even even when the shit's going down, you mm-hmm. can count on the save room to be talking about Animal Crossings and, and fucking, um, what's the what, flossing? Flossing. And Sonic's sure. teeth. We got you. We, we got, got you. This isn't going away until we go away. 
and you got to take us kicking and screaming. Because at the end of the day, we're the only video game podcast left. That's <laughs> like, and we need. We, we shall be. <laughs> In fact, let's get into the, yeah. the the Rochambeau. Guys, if you didn't know, The Save Room is the only video game podcast voted as the easiest listening during your self-quarantine. Yeah, you can hear it over the screams. You can actually find us, well, <laughs> who knows for how long, on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and eh, eh, nowhere yeah, else. fuck the other places. No, no, they're yeah, not yeah. real. They're not real. They're gone. We, we need to liquidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and RSS feeds around the universe. You can also find us at Twitch. Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb and Ooh. me at twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels. Oh, so if you want to see our faces through the apocalypse, that's where you can find us. Yep. <laughs> if you if you need that comfort, yeah. it's just going to be us the inside, comfort. not shaving very much, greasy hair, mm-hmm. getting drunk on stream. I'm probably going to be playing some Yakuza, mm-hmm. Daniel smacking around Uncharted. Now, we do have some news while the world is, um, you know, still sane. And the still world here. is Corona. Yep. It's been a while since we've done one of these. <laughs> for sure. Got for sure. Energy to we got to get it out. Yeah. Oh, I have the coffee jitters right now, mm-hmm. dude. It's scary times. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about what's free on PS Plus this March, my friend. This March, the month we're in right now? We got two games coming to you on PS Plus. We got Shadow of the Colossus, the Blue Point remake that is actually phenomenal and you need to play it. I will finally, yeah. finally get to it. I, I added it to my library. Mm-hmm. I will play it eventually. It's it's basically like a one-for-one remake, but they redid a lot of the um, assets and like really like sharpened up some of the control schemes and, and made it more playable. Mm-hmm. Um, those games... Japan Studio Games in in particular. They I oh, don't remember their name. It's just some Japan Studio Project to you. Eco <laughs> is what they used to be called. Their games like are art come to screen, but like they're not the best in terms of controls. And I think Blue Point did a, a fine job at making it more accessible for today's audience. Okay, I might play it. It's a I great game. You know what I did play, however, what the, the other game? other free game, yeah. Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces, which I forgot is a game that you can create your own Sonic Nightmare. Oh, I made a bad boy. You made a bad boy. I Tell me a, about your made character. A bad, terrible boy. You made. He's a terrible boy. <laughs> uh, he he's a bear. Okay. Uh, he's got the the darkest of fur. It mm. is he is nighttime, but his skin is this translucent blue, and he his eyes are like are just vacant, <laughs> just oh. vacant. I love my my bear boy. So does it look like a, like a Muppet? Just like. Not a marble Muppet. black eyes. More and... like a mistake. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Closer to a mistake. Now, I had a little fun with that game, but you know what? You want to know something about me? I realize mm-hmm. I like playing uh, 3D Sonic more so than I do 2D Sonic. And I know, hey, come at me, right? This, come at me. This is the thing we hadn't realized before it dropped where like we looked up gameplay of it. It was probably like a, a long play of the entire Sonic Forces uh, saga. And we're like, oh shit, we didn't realize it was both a 3D and 2D game, kind of like Generations. It's actually the sequel to Sonic Generations. Is that true? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's kind of wild. So to see the 3D gameplay segments, I was like, oh yeah, I actually kind of fuck with some of that. So you find that you like that more than the mad dashing of 2D Sonic? Yeah, kind of. What, what, what about that resonates with you more? I don't know. Is it the honing that you can do? Uh, you do this this bouncy stuff that's pretty cool, hmm. um, and you smash up enemies. I played it for like maybe three minutes mm-hmm. and I got bored. In fact, why am I talking about it so much? We got we got an episode of Save Room Plays to talk about the that's three sick. the three minutes. That I Fair enough. It. We got another item on here before we get into the big stuff. This is some Overwatch news. I know um, we're at the end of the world, but your Overwatch correspondent is still out there doing the deeds for Jay Kaplan. Somewhere and out there. Somewhere out there. It's Jay Cap. Hey Jay Cap. Yep. Hey Jack. Hey Jay Cap. You hear me? This one's for you. What's up, baby boy? So, I heard you're hanging out with Grimes. 
<laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, there's a picture of Grimes in front of the fucking Tracer statue at uh, Blizzard Campus. That's and, awesome. And Jeff Kaplan's like just next to her, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay. Fuck yeah. I think she just dropped a new album that she uh, like live streamed on Twitch. Mm. I, will, I will make it a priority not to listen to it. <laughs> well, next one on here, um, Overwatch. Hero Pool will be introduced in upcoming competitive season 21, and this is a feature in which four rotating players will be banned each week <laughs> to quote shake up the current meta. So we we love oh because not not because they had gamer moments yeah. just because or, they... or mention uh, liberate Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, May is out there fucking shooting off guns on Twitch.tv. Fucking <laughs> Arisa's beating up dogs. She's perma banned on future <laughs> rotations. But so the the first four players that are going to be banned in this current upcoming season it's a week by week four cap ban. Uh, we have May, Hanzo, Baptiste, and Arisa. Those are first to get the cut okay so if you main any of those characters sorry guys so you're fucked why are they doing well here's a quote from um the principal game designer scott mercer he says quote what are, we're trying Wait, we're, to that's not jeff kaplan different guy what different guy there's other people that, that work in this game right that's incredible surprising okay um quote what we're trying to address is the feeling that the game isn't changing rapidly enough <laughs> I disagree <laughs> this is par- <laughs> this is one part of along with more aggressive balance changes helping make overwatch an ever-evolving game end quote and I'm just like, this is what you thought you needed to do to address the fact that the game isn't changing enough? Every time I go back to it, it's a different fucking game. <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on here, man? It, it seems like, uh, and I've talked to a few people, this, mm-hmm. is, this is all anecdotal. Mm-hmm. They're not digging on how much Overwatch has changed from like what they initially liked. And, mm-hmm. it, and it doesn't even sound like people are like, oh, I, I miss year one. Like mm-hmm. They're just like, mm, you've... You've gone so far. I was fine around year two-ish, two-ish mm-hmm. and a half, and you just fucking went nuts with all these, like, the roll queue, if yeah. you remember, was, like, the, the oh, thing that was I pretty remember. contentious. Yeah. Is that still enabled for a quick play? Yeah. What the fuck? It actually pisses me off. Jeff! So. Jeff! I feel like near year three of Overwatch, they strayed far from God. Um, so, a game four years out from launch, you know, a game of service game, like, those games are going to change over time, right? Because of player needs or wants or the competitive scene and i know they mirror a lot of these changes based off of what the pros are doing you know what seagulls out there doing you know what team liquid's doing and you know what the dallas fire's doing i forget all their names whatever did any one of them um misfire a gun on twitch before no (laughs) was that no they had nothing to do with overwatch okay cool yeah (laughs) there was one uh teammate he was uh cosplaying as mccree and he like fucking was like it's high noon and shot his fucking cat <laughs> drinking a white claw. <laughs> Could you imagine? As somebody who kind of dips in and out of Overwatch, like I find the changes sometimes a little alienating because it's like they're not micro changes. Like these are big changes to like modes. Like to say we're gonna do roll queue is fine for competitive play because like there's such a honed like competitive level of play there that you should be iterating on, obviously. But to apply changes to quick play that is like needs to be a more accessible mode for people. It's just like you're you're cutting off parts of your audience there and making it harder for them to want to jump in and do quick games, you know? Like I was trying to grind to get a trophy in quick play and I was literally waiting seven minutes just for a match to queue. Only to maybe queue in at the end of a match or see a loss screen because like the previous team had already lost. Then to jump back into a queue and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, what? I don't know if this player ban hero pool thing is going to be a good thing i just don't know if it's the fucking meta shakeup we need like you already have like 30 plus characters 
the, the game the meta is already up in the air as it is yeah true so. like what, what are they trying to do like uh narrow it back down to mm. like balance like how th- is this going to be like very like laser strike like oh we know uh main combination with orisa is like bullshit so they're mm. both gone for like this like what what considerations are taking place here so, i think they're really trying to maybe they look at things maybe like dive comp you know those like your lucio dive comp you yeah, remember dive I comp? Have, i haven't heard that in years <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. they were looking at like the the things that players were doing with that and they're like okay this is cool it's fun but it's just like they don't want people to just like kind of um cheese it and just do the same thing every time so maybe if you remove one hero that's integral to that it causes players to kind of think outside of the box uh-huh. but it's just like let us make those decisions fucking mercer's out here being a fucking puppet master making us play the game they want us to play and it's just like i don't know who did you oh scott mercer yeah. gotcha yeah not matthew mercer <laughs> I, again i only imagine that jeff kaplan is yeah. responsible for every decision in this game but yeah okay yeah it, it is what it is um i'll pop back in for season 21 we'll see if it what the the landscape the metascape if you will looks like at that point but anyway you platinum the game. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little more later. But you have no reason to play it ever again. But I have fucking platinum to Overwatch. Jeff Kaplan... That's the news. That, that That's, that's the, whole the news. That after fucking two years of grinding, four total years of attempts at this game, I finally platinumed Overwatch. You're the one that should be in a picture with Grimes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Not even with Jeff Kaplan. Not with Grimes. Jeff. Not Jeff. Hey, Elon. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm coming for your girl. Can somebody actually Photoshop Daniel's head onto, onto <laughs> Jeff Kaplan's head? In front of in the tracer tra- statue? Yeah, please. please. Uh, <laughs> we got another item on here. It's, uh, you know, in the vein of the corona spirit that we're, we're talking about at the start it's of the It's the spirit of the COVID-19. <laughs> uh, Bungie announces mandatory work-from-home policy for employees. Uh, this We got a tweet from okay. them, because that's where all the hottest news comes I, from. Yeah. From Twitter. From Twitter. <laughs> Quote, it's in response real. to the COVID-19, COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, we are initiating a work-from-home policy at Bungie for the safety of our employees. Season of the Worthy and Trials of Osiris are still launching on time. For more details, please read our full statement over at Bungie.com. I like seeing the big tech companies mm-hmm. kind of spearhead that and be like, no, they, people should rec- like you know work from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that their email didn't mention the word recommend like my email (laughs) they were like it's mandatory yeah you're gonna fucking do this yeah 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 so i no it's good i mean we gotta prioritize people's health and Mm -hmm. like like i said spanish flu got around real fucking hard because we just didn't understand how it was communicated Mm -hmm. um in this instance we know yeah let's let's just kind of keep people on chill for a little while Mm. like it's it's a precaution if you have a job that you can do at home to at least like a mostly effective capacity why not you know and i think this is good because we hear a lot about people in the game industries burning themselves out in certain facets to get to their game developer jobs to work for companies like commuting is hard for them or you know working those like 40 plus hour weeks away from home maybe they'll give like you know developers and people a part of bungie a chance to maybe like kind of reinvigorate themselves or not feel as burned out during all this right or i don't know maybe we'll see a shift where it's like more game companies will be like huh why don't we just make everybody work from home? Yeah, like we're we're getting the same amount of productivity. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like a person that's very productive oh, when not. I work at home. Uh, that that's more about my habits than mm-hmm. anything else. But I think it's like this is going to be 
interesting to see that too. I think Jason Schreier wrote about that, mm-hmm. saying like maybe game companies will like figure out like, hey, they're just as productive when they're at home than yeah. forcing them to fucking commute all the way to like you know in some look at it, San Francisco for instance. Mm-hmm. Nobody could live in the middle of San Francisco. They're out there in fucking Oakland. Actually, Oakland's too expensive. They're out in the water. They're <laughs> yeah. out in the water. <laughs> so they're out at Alcatraz. Yeah. So they're taking like two hours using the Bart, which is a terrible name, to mm-hmm. get to to work and shit like that. You know, they'll be like, look at Seattle. Mm-hmm. It took a disaster to let us know. Yeah. But I mean, shout out to Microsoft, Bungie, and all these companies yeah. for taking these initiatives to kind of just protect their employees and making sure people's safety is kind of number one. For sure. And you know, making sure that we can get all these Destiny updates as quickly as possible. Yeah, don't don't pause on that. Yeah. I don't care if like 40% of America dies. I need my Desto updates. I need okay? fucking Trials of Osiris. I got I got one on here for you. Okay, sick. Um, so somebody buys COVID-19. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like it's just going to, it's going to call back to that like a thousand times. What? COVID-19 bathwater? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> you got Belle Delaphine out there capitalizing on this fucking pandemic. What? Yo, dude, that could actually be considered bioterrorism. Yeah. If you Umbrella's buy that the core of it. and you're, you're throwing fucking <laughs> Ziploc bags full of infected gamer girl bathwater at people. Whoa. Wow. That's a side branch. Anyway, uh, somebody bought the Nintendo PlayStation. Oh, fuck, okay. What is Nintendo PlayStation? Thanks, Daniel. It it was um, once upon a time ago, Mm -hmm. uh, Sony was in bed with Nintendo. Nintendo wanted to make uh, like a CD-ROM-based sort of situation Mm -hmm. uh, uh, with Sony. Uh, They backed out of the deal at the last minute because they realized their contract gave Sony like a lot of IP power. And they Mm. went, no! Yeah, fuck that shit. But this prototype existed and it was owned by the uh, founder of Sony Computer Entertainment. His name, Mm -hmm. a very intriguing guy, by the way. His name is Olaf Olafson. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> Olaf, Wars. son of Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> the third. Uh, console Wars. Mm-hmm. Read Console Wars. Okay. It talks about Olaf. It talks about this fucking Nintendo PlayStation. This bad boy sold for $360,000. Was that on eBay? I don't know. I think it was some auction site. Okay. I don't think it was eBay. I think uh, somebody tweeted about how he was like, I would rather sell this at an auction and get a million dollars for it rather than ever sell it for anything less and i think he ended up selling it sold at the auction for thirty six thousand. yeah so he's eating that no 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 no. Three hundred and sixty thousand. i don't know how to read Three hundred sixty thousand. Six thirty six thousand. you're like okay yeah 30 360 that's a lot oh yeah you go oh So that's that's I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm. It's a it's a piece of history. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it belongs in a museum. Mm-hmm. That's where it like put it in the Mopop. Yeah. They got a cool little gaming uh section. I don't know. I've never been there actually. Oh it's neat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I'll take you sometime. I'll take you for your birthday. Yeah. Do they have um uh Mummies Alive or <laughs> wait, that was a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go to you to tell me the next thing. Uh, we got a last bit on here before we get into the real meaty news, the, the news that you guys are craving. If you didn't know and you should, Castlevania season three is on Netflix. So fucking if you're if you're on that hype train, go watch it. It's the tits. It's I the tits. I am on episode eight. Yeah. Do you oh, like it? Like eight. I think it's only... No, it's ten episodes, actually. I love it. Mm. I love this series. I'm so surprised that Warren Ellis is like still riding this out, riding like every episode. Yeah, you told me that the but other day. So and good. I was like, that's kind of awesome that he's kind of like keeping with the continuity of it, because it's his vision all the way this through. fucking loves Castlevania, yeah. I guess. I don't know. This Castlevania is completely fuckless mm-hmm. about the game mythos. It really it's does great. a brilliant, interesting thing. It's like, here's familiar character situations, but like we're honestly telling a story about like religious anxiety mm-hmm. and... Uh, 
the character work is so impressive for like an animated show, right? Yeah. Um, my favorite. Here's the here's the crazy thing. Most of the season, not that much action. It has great action. Mm-hmm. I would say it has enough action. But honestly, the best moments of the show are when they have two characters sit down and talk to each other. It's like Game of Thrones, where yeah. it's like you get like these kind of like little heart-to-hearts or political moments or people playing like strategic mental chess with each other mm-hmm. and like that's some of the most gripping stuff to watch that shit's awesome this fucking show's so good mm-hmm. so good i've only seen season one i love season one yeah. i need to kind of maybe go back and rewatch it and then both or two and three uh because I, I have no doubt that it's phenomenal i don't know i'm gonna hear the intro music to how i met your mother <laughs> one day and we're like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> what are you doing you should be watching Castlevania. no my, my trek lately is i've been rewatching. Oh, sorry not rewatching. i've been watching through true detective mm. uh, i made it through season one which was amazing and i fucking had to shoulder through season two just to say i did it and that season it? sucked why are you doing it man but now i can finally watch season three and move on with my life so. okay Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I hear season three is very, very yeah. good. I said we should have a little boy date, watch the premiere episode mm. together, and then I can watch the rest on my own. A boy date? A boy wow. date. Yeah. Wow. No girls allowed here. <laughs> no. Just two boys holding hands and watching True Detective season three. <laughs> We're quarantined in our boy zone. <laughs> <laughs> our quarantine zone, we got we got Triscuits, we got a cat, we got video games, and we got smiles. <laughs> Let's talk about the news, Daniel. Sure. I have six items on here for you, my friend. Oh, oh sorry, Clementine. excited about yeah, that. <laughs> she's super excited. She loves the news. Uh, number one on here is that Ghost of Shishima is releasing in June. Wow. Yeah. This yeah. is news for me that I care about. You're hyped. Yeah, you don't give a shit. I listen. No, 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 no. no. I'm neutral. Yeah, it's not that I don't okay. give a shit. Mm-hmm. I'm neutral. We'll talk about it. So, Sucker Punch's PlayStation 4 exclusive will release on June 26 to be as precise as a samurai blade. Mm. On the PlayStation blog, the former Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb, detailed the special and collector's edition of the game. The special edition includes quote a steel bookcase plus a voucher. <laughs> for an in-game hero of Shishima mask and sword skin. There's an asterisk there. I, I, I copied and pasted, and um, I don't know what the asterisk is trying okay. to tell me. It's a mystery, actually. It bothers me. It's like looking into a void. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, it comes with the charm of the ha- Hachiman's favor. One technique point. Oh, thank you. As a treat. The director's commentary and the digital mini art book. End quote. The special edition is priced at $69.99. You go for that? Nice. Uh, you swing for that? I mean, I like... You can swing for that? I like steelbooks. You like steelbooks? You know, why not? Oh, yeah. Well, well that I, want the, no... I want the voucher for the in-game mask. That's a good... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an IOU for yeah. the mask. It's good. Now, Daniel, if that isn't ritzy enough for your nerdo shelf, uh, Goldfarb encourages you to spend $169.99 for the collector's edition. The set includes a replica of the in-game mask, which he warns is heavy due to the polyresin material. Mm. You can't wear it. But you sure can have it, all right? Yeah. He goes on saying, quote, on top of that, there's also a shashimono, uh, it's a war banner, just like you'll see in the game that's nearly 4.5 feet long, and a traditional style furushika, wrapping cloth. You'll also get a copy of the game with a steel bookcase, a physical 48-page mini art book by Dark Horse, and an artistic representation of our full world map printed on cloth (laughs) to wipe away the sweat. (laughs) 
<laughs> also included as a voucher for all the digital content from the digital deluxe edition. That's a lot of content quote. for a game we know nothing about. Yep. There's a new trailer that I did not watch. In mm-hmm. fact, there's there's an annotation on mm-hmm. our Google Doc that tells me that let's talk about the new trailer starring main character Jin Sakai. And I didn't watch the trailer, and I don't know who Jin Sakai is. Uh, I don't. I guess he's the main character. Yep. I guess he would be the ghost of Tsushima. Gotcha. Yeah. So I watched the new trailer. Um, in your eyes, it's probably going to be a little disappointing. Because, so, your thing with Ghost of Tsushima so far in the two years that we've known about it is that we've barely seen any gameplay. I don't know what the thing is. Exactly, and I still don't think I fully know what the thing is bunch of cut after scenes. that trailer. It's more cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more introducing um, Jin in that world, his quest, the, the greater backdrop of the story and, and the lore they're setting up, and... I really don't think I know anything else about it. Yeah, I f- yeah. There's there's horseback combat. There's still stealth. You know, there's hand to hand combat. So it's still the same stuff we've already seen. So is this an Uncharted where it's like a, a linear story and gameplay loops, uh, or is it like open world in some capacity where I'm doing side quests? I, don't know I feel like it's going to be like mixes of everything because it definitely has it's it's third person action, so yeah. third person over the shoulder. That's the most I know. So, <laughs> it's third person. So you have to think it's going to be a mix of like missions and heavy narrative stuff, like probably a pretty strong story, yeah. um, maybe open worldy stuff. Because if you're traversing a world with a horse, like you're not going to be fucking traversing like a fucking 800 square foot space. Like you're going to be transporting across a world at that point i don't want to go anywhere with a horse to be no, honest you with hate you. horses yeah. i don't hate horses mm-hmm. i fear them okay i fear them it's but what if you were the ghost of shushima you could kill the horses you kill horses you wear their faces <laughs> you you were you wear their faces <laughs> Are, maybe wow <laughs> see that's more than i knew before about the game yeah i mean i'm still stoked for it because i am excited at the prospect of any uh sony exclusive it looks hot um the mm-hmm. graphics are fucking amazing um i know there are a lot of people that are kind of like worried about how this game is gonna speak to the greater japanese culture because uh-huh. uh, it's made of, by sucker punk yeah right in yeah. terms of like maybe like misappropriation or like missing the beats on certain things that are important just for the sake of a flashy action game but yeah. games have done it before rated know. m for misappropriation <laughs> fuck <laughs> but i'm hyped for it june is awesome i mean in in this scope, it lines up Sony to have a major exclusive every month. Dreams in uh in February. Uh huh. Not March, but like April, May, June. So April is uh Final Fantasy VII remake, which is a timed exclusive. Right for May a year. is The yeah, Last yeah. of Us Part Two. I know, I have heard of that one. And then June, which takes place in us. Seattle. Yeah. It is the end result of what happens to us. Right. So, it's yeah. very prescient. Yeah. We're um, gonna be in it. We're gonna be hanging out with Ellie. No, no, we're going to be skeletons. <laughs> skeletons that she runs over while she's getting chased by uh, uh, the clickers. Yeah. God, I can't wait for that game. So, yeah. I oh, mean, sh- I'm I'm stoked for this game, but I still, like you, don't know what it is. So. I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm just... I need to get my hands on it, mm-hmm. right? I'm hoping for a Days Gone situation where everything I oh. saw from that game was just like, eh, I don't know if this speaks to me. And then I, you know, when I actually gave it a full force, mm-hmm. uh, I love the shit out of that game. So, hopefully, Shishima... It's like that for me. Listen, I've never played a Sucker Punch game, but like people vouch for that studio. You never played hard. Infamous? It's fucked up. Even when it was free, I didn't play it. You Wow, just yeah. despite it? No, just I despite just, it? I just didn't care. You should, because you get to be the Jump Electricity Man. Everybody's like, oh, it's like one of the best comic book games. And I'm like, sure. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, like it is. One of them takes place in Seattle, right? No. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah Second Son. I actually, that one is probably the more forgettable ones for me. Okay. That was a PS4 uh, exclusive. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Sir, I have a number two on here sure. for you. And 
speaking of Last of Us, and this one was actually pretty exciting when Mm -hmm. I heard about it. The Last of Us TV series is in production at HBO. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Joining the ranks of Watchmen. Watchmen. Chernobyl and Game of Thrones seasons one through seven. And High Maintenance. Yeah, fuck yeah. Barry. (laughs) All bangers, dude. I want to watch that new High Fidelity series that's going on. Oh, yeah. That is not on HBO. That's Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that was... Because I have HBO through Hulu. It's hard to tell. So, exactly. It's hard to tell. It's the same. And I steal your mm-hmm. HBO with Hulu combination. And I, do. I don't know. They just integrate movies. It's like, oh, here's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, right next to fucking, like, Homeward Bound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which is which? What's happening here? Anyway. Anyway. Uh, announced via The Hollywood Reporter, the first television series to come out of PlayStation Productions will be an adaptation of 2013's The Last of Us. That's not all. Chernobyl's creator, Craig Mazin, is writing the story alongside Naughty Donk's creative director, Neil the Beard Druckmann, who will also double as an executive producer. Now, Mazin is an avid fan of video games. Side note, he wrote the script for the upcoming Borderlands movie Hmm. uh, and practically gushed over Druckmann's creation. Mazin told THR, quote, Neil Druckmann is without question the finest storyteller working in the video game medium, Mm -hmm. and The Last of Us is his magnum opus. (laughs) Getting a chance to adapt his breathtaking work of art has been a dream of mine for years, and I'm so honored to do it in partnership with Neil. End quote. You think they're gonna fuck? Wow. Hang on. (laughs) Wait until you hear this. Oh my god. (laughs) Likewise, Neil expressed his own enthusiasm for this budding bromance. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, Hang on, hang on, hang on. And I'm not kidding. This is what he says. From the first time I sat down to talk with Craig, I was equally blown away by his approach to narrative and his love and deep understanding of the... Hang on. His love and deep understanding of The Last of Us. With Chernobyl, Craig and HBO created a tense, harrowing, emotional masterpiece. I couldn't think of better partners to bring the story of The Last of Us to life as a television show, end quote. The fanfic between Craig and Neil is going to be... It's Yo, gonna be everywhere. I want to read that, mm-hmm. right? I want to see what's going to go on with them, right? Love in the time of Cordis episode, it'll be called. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this new series replaces the feature film adaptation announced back in 2014 that Screen Gems was set to distribute with Evil Dead Sam Raimi attached as producer. That mm. one fell apart. I forgot about that one. Yeah, apparently it was a dispute with uh, Neil Druckmann and Sony Pictures. Mm. Didn't like the direction of it. Apparently they wanted uh, they wanted Michael Sarah to play Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Sarah and Ellen Page to play Joel and Ellie. <laughs> uh, so there's no hard date uh, for the show's premiere, nor has casting info been discussed this early on. But a lot of fans want fucking uh, I can't say his name right, Nicolaj Coaster Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from fucking Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister. from Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, there you go. And actually, I think that shit is uh, lightning bolt perfect. Yeah. That would be great mm-hmm. casting. Looks dude. great. I don't want anyone else now. No, I think about it. Exactly. You see him with a haggard beard? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. dude, you look like Joel. When I think about him being taken by the Starks and being kept in a cage and he looks all fucking grizzled. Like, right. Fuck, yeah. Right. That's very Jolie. Mm-hmm. That's super Jolie, dude. You know, I'm super Jolie jolly that this show is happening (laughs) no this i think this is perfect right long form i think works really well for Mm -hmm. video game adaptations uh case in point castle fucking vania i i I think this is something that you wouldn't have been able to get 
out of a feature film, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think there needed to been there needs to be these slow burn parts to mm-hmm. Last of Us because it's kind of its effect, right? It's not just this bombastic bim bam woom and two hours and you're done. No, I yeah. like that it could be a series. The talk is that they're going to do it as like a four part mini series, basically, and you could do some stuff with that. Like hmm. so, you could do every on, season. Yeah, continuing on that, so that they are basically kind of adapting the story of the game for TV. Yeah, so it's not going to be like events set in the world, although you might have like different characters that pop up I, I'm, in my brain i think of like um robert kirkman's adaptation of the walking, walking dead. dead from the comics to the tv screen where it's like you had this the main story is there but new characters pop up they're reskinned so i can imagine them doing something like that to kind of create a new feel for it but for the most part the same beats are going to happen and i can imagine it walking through all the seasons and the progress of joel and ellie's story as they try and find the fireflies and find the cure so. yeah to that point and i i'm Again, I couldn't think of them... Like, I think it would have been cool if it was a different story set within The Last of Us. But Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, I get why you would want to just tell this story again in a different medium. Because it's actually a really powerful story. And not everyone's a fucking gamer. To extend this to audiences, I wouldn't have seen that shit before. Like, how many people do you think actually read Watchmen, the comic, you know? There's people watching. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) People watching this shit, Mm -hmm. like on, you know, the show... Mm -hmm really set it off um so to that though like so game of thrones i feel like that created um a situation where a lot of people hadn't read the books but then people started watching the show they're like oh fuck i want to go back and like read you know these fucking thousand page tomes Ah, no reading sucks yeah but so i hope for this one though it, it creates the want for people to go back and check the game out um a lot i think a lot of my issue with this is like yeah it's cool to tell the same story sure like it's not the most creative approach you can take but like a lot of what made that game special is the immersion of the medium itself the player Mm -hmm. agency and playing as those characters and having that personal journey i feel like it going to the screen is just going to take away from it a little bit um, especially if you already know how it ends but i think a lot can be lent to the story by a great script great actors um, I'm sure fucking Craig and Co. Like I, I hear nothing but great things about Chernobyl. So I'm great. sure they're gonna do cool things in terms of like making the the infected and the uh, like the clickers look mm-hmm. horrendous and kind of create a new sense of horror with it. Put but, some budget behind this. It's it, yeah. especially if it's like the Give first PlayStation budget. production. Yeah, I I want to see that shit have some money behind it, and I want. Honestly, want them to expand on certain characters. Mm. I think Tess was done a little dirty in the oh, game. Oh, she was done so ter- done dirty. So, so and dirty. I love her. Yeah, and I think um, the Firefly, the driven person, seeing mm. some more scenes from like her mm. point of view and like why she's uh, basically doing what she does would mm. be pretty cool. Expand on the Fireflies. That'd be cool. Even. I would like to see that. But yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a one for one. But mm. yeah, I probably would have made the same choice. Like, tell this story again. It's really good. It needs to be heard. Mm. It's it's kind of resounding, like even outside of the video game medium. I just, it'll never be as impactful as it is in the original medium. I, d- uh, I, d- I don't think there's anything that they can do that'll drive it f- harder home. Right. Me. Maybe, maybe so. not. I don't know. But at the same time, like I said, there's a lot of people that didn't experience exactly. that game. And it's going to hit really well, hard for them. Just that intro alone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If they just make that magic happen again, I think... It, yeah, if they get Nikolai in there, instead of, like, you know, watching Sarah die We've already casted him. He just pushes her out the window, like oh he did for fucking Bran. <laughs> <laughs> Baby girl! <whoa. laughs> no, no. So, yeah, yeah there, there's a lot of potential here. But, so, they do the, the four episodes in this miniseries, and my thought is, like, like, okay, keep going with it. Like, tell Firefly stories, you know? 
tell the story of Left Behind. Maybe do a mini movie where you tell, you know, Ellie's story before the events. Keep doing it. Keep building off of it. Don't beat it over the head like, you know, The Walking Dead has, you know, yeah. with like the 10 seasons of The Walking Dead and like Fear the Walking Dead and like over diluting it. But like, know that you can do like a, like a certain episode run per season or per idea and make that magic happen. I look at what ha- what um, AMC does with like Breaking Bad, right? Where it's like they knew when to stop Breaking Bad, they know when to stop Better Call Saul, and they probably didn't need to do El Camino, but they did it because they felt they could. Uh-huh. So I think there's the same potential to tell like really cool stories here. Just do it in doses. What if they don't? That's the other question. Then they don't. Watchmen was one and done. Yeah, and that was awesome. Yeah, what, what if it, this honestly is just this? Because then the question is like, oh, we do a season two. Are we just retelling what's very recently Last of Us Part Two story? Or are Maybe. we trying to just like continue in different ways? Like, I, I want to see where it side branches or where... Because it would be cool if the series continued in the years before Last of Us Part Two. It kind of filled in the gaps in between. Right. Because like, there's years. After the end of the game, but what else is there mm-hmm. right I, th- I think that might be cool if they go that direction but it would mm-hmm. also be probably cool if they're just like it's one and done yeah i wouldn't mind it either way i imagine if there was a, a story that they wanted to continue to tell it would much be like how neil approached the last of us part two it's like he only did that because he felt that there was more to say yeah and same with craig and, and neil here it's like okay if they do that season and it's well received and they're like maybe there is something else we can do they'll do it but if not walk away from it you know don't beat the dead horse don't beat that dead horse don't do it yeah walking dead already did the dead horse scene oh my god you can't do your own (laughs) but bring back the giraffes who are they gonna cast as a giraffe who are they gonna um um what what's the the one they're gonna get andy circus in a fucking like full cg like everything andy circus is every giraffe (laughs) no dude you gotta get some of the boys from silicon valley do some cross-pollination i want to see a bunch of hbo actors in here Mm -hmm. i want to see uh larry david perhaps as the crazy cannibal guy uh, as david as david yeah, larry, <laughs> larry david larry david is david yeah so i i know like i saw troy baker tweeting about it too do you think they're gonna put him in this i think he would be a fun cameo but i don't think he could be joel physically mm-hmm. uh as much as he owns that role yeah. and it is him troy baker is joel yeah him and Ashley Johnson own those roles, but yeah, it would be cool to see them cameo in some mm-hmm. some capacity. Maybe it's like fireflies in the background, That'd be sick. and then people would be like, the gamers would be like, "Oh my god, did you see who's Troy Baker?" Or like the doctors that Joel kills at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'm excited about the series. I'm gonna say that. Like as much as I love the game as well, mm-hmm. like I know that like that's out. That's always gonna be a special yeah. experience for me. I just love seeing like adaptations and seeing where like the stories go elsewhere. Like, Castlevania is so fucking cool. I love the approach for this more than I could ever love the idea of, like, them being like, we're going to make an Uncharted movie and it's going to be fucking produced by, like, I don't know, like, Legendary or some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sidebar to this, though. So, Uncharted, the Uncharted movie, lost another director. Oops. And they're casting Antonio Banderas as some sort of role. (laughs) Get him to direct it at this point. Yeah, right. Whoever's willing to stay on board for more than, like, 25 minutes on that Mm -hmm. production, just be like, hey... You're you're an ex- you're an executive producer now. Yeah. <laughs> like you get a little stake. The in this, directors right? on that film are like fucking the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. <laughs> like it's cursed. <laughs> the movie should be about finding all of these lost directors, <laughs> <laughs> bringing them together <laughs> that, that are along the way because they got to be dotting the whole planet at this point. That yeah. could be a great globe trotting film, That'd be cool. right? Like the the movie Uncharted is about just trying to make the movie Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> Number three on here, Google has hired a former Sony Santa Monica VP to head a new Stadia studio. 
God, that I almost tripped on that. Stadia mm-hmm. Studio, Stadia Studio, Stadia Studio. The Goog announced last Wednesday that Shannon Studstill, the former VP and head of Sony Santa Monica Studio, will lead a brand new studio focused on developing games for Google Stadia. Hmm. Uh, Stadia Games and Entertainment VP Jade Raymond says the play of Vista California Studio will focus on exclusive titles that use, quote, here it comes, New gameplay mechanics, creative ways to play together, and unique interaction models that we're just starting to explore, end quote. Raymond added, quote, while we're not ready to share specific game plans yet, heard that one before, rest assured we are listening to what gamers want. (laughs) There should be a movie called What Gamers Want. (laughs) And adding our own Stadia twist to create new IP and experiences, end quote. What gamers want. Would it be Uh, like a romantic comedy? No, I think it, maybe, maybe, there, there should be a romance plot but it's like trying to convince someone that wanting bigger breasts on video game characters is not necessarily a good life goal mm. <laughs> but it's about like gamers getting angry at like mortal Kombat, putting more clothing on characters and shit the more you say about it the more i'm yeah. imagining like a wayans brother creation like kind of like a spoof movie oh shit yeah. man like um like major pain like uh yeah major pain <laughs> sure i was thinking I more of like I scary movie but oh, like, okay. sure i went too far back in time uh anyway raymond also shared her corporately curated enthusiasm for poaching Studstill, stating that she's a big fan of shannon's work quote she has an extensive background in product development and creative leadership but most importantly she's a visionary who as the studio director will lead and inspire the play of vista teams and Studstill has been in the gaming industry since 1995 and has primarily contributed to PlayStation titles such as Twisted Metal Black, God of War 1 and 2, Warhawk, and most recently served as an executive producer in 2018's reimagining of God of War. Hmm. Yumi Yang, a 19-year PlayStation veteran, is backfilling Studstill's position at Sony Santa Monica. In an official statement, the studio said, quote, there's a lot of corporate fucking statements in this one. Oh, anyway, after nearly two decades and countless substantial contributions to Santa Monica Studios' rich legacy, Yumi has the unquestioned respect and trust of her peers. Can you say that? Can you say that? <laughs> Do you have unquestioned respect, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> With her vast experience and deep understanding of the studio's distinct creative DNA, she is perfectly positioned to lead Santa Monica Studio to a bold and exciting future. End quote. Every time I read that bit about Yumi Yang, I just read it as a 19-year-old PlayStation veteran, and I'm like, wow, she's young <laughs> to be taking up that, that head roll, but damn, go get it. Well, Talk anyway. to me about this. Are you excited for another Stadia Studio? Um, I guess. I mean, it's like we said with Jade Raymond, it's cool that Stadia has talent and they're pooling these people, but like, we're not going to see anything for years. That is very true. Like, it's like, it takes so long to develop a, a game and bring ideas to life. So it's like, cool. But like, you know, where we need Stadia to be at launch, it's still not going to be for another like two years. This so. would have been a great move, maybe like two years ago before mm-hmm. Stadia, you know, when they had the blueprints for like, we want to do this, we need to shore up our studios. Hearing about it now, mm-hmm. after launch, and especially after a Rocky launch, like, it's good. Like, it's a good move. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a late move. It and... doesn't quite feel like what you would call, like, a Hail Mary. It's like, I think they're still kind uh. of moving pawns in place and setting up, like, their idea of what the studios should be. Right, but... right, right. I mean, I I think it'd be interesting, especially if they harness Sadie and, like, 
different ways and really lean on what it can do because right now all it does is it serves as a fucking emulator <laughs> for for consoles at yeah. this point right it just streams experiences we already know there isn't anything like too mechanically different so mm-hmm. if they if they you know set this up to push have some games that really push or i should say feel unique to the mm-hmm. platform they're in a winning position but yeah. you know i don't know it hasn't been going good right now no i mean we're still within like six months of its launch and it's like i haven't seen anything that i would consider like you know a glorious win for them right it's still kind of baby's first steps maybe having you know studs still will will be a win for them in the long game but we we won't know i'm i'm actually more curious to know like what called her to that if you have all this tenure with like sony santa monica and sony and you've pioneered so many great fucking hits like was it like just the idea of doing something new or maybe new creative freedom or was it the money like you know what brought you you know to, to make I, this decision i don't know i <laughs> do remember her from that uh raising kratos documentary mm-hmm. she's she's in there pretty uh pretty prominently actually mm-hmm. in a lot of interviews and I, I remember her just talking about the stress of like making a triple a game and all that stuff mm-hmm. and i think it's um part of it any triple a game is stressful sure. to make part of it is maybe just like hey i have an opportunity to make, work on more interesting things mm-hmm. you know uh some something else for this very unique uh platform mm-hmm. even though it's you know rocky roads right now yeah eh, it could be an interesting prospect mm-hmm. other than that they could have been like hey we're gonna pay you uh fucking five times what you're getting paid right now to go do this and you think you say no you're gonna be like no no no, no. we're shoring up god of war 2 mm-hmm. i gotta see this one through it's like no, no no you're paying me how many more fucking times fuck it yeah Corey's exactly. good he'll figure it out yeah yeah oh they, they got it there's <laughs> yeah. like a thousand of them we're yeah. good bye you know let's do this for a while i mean we'll we'll see what the ripples of this move has in either direction with her going that way and yumi stepping Mm -hmm. in i I mean i'm sure like sony santa monica is still good they're still going to bring powerhouses to the next gen of playstation yeah there's a lot of talent there yeah of course so like they're not hurting for it no anyway i think the real question for stadia Mm -hmm. is what's going to happen to it when next gen consoles come out when that mindshare is getting all eaten up by xbox and playstation 5 Mm -hmm. what's that going to look like for stadia right (laughs) <laughs> so maybe they still have nothing to lose i mean they've already kind of lost like the trust of like their investors and the public eye so they have a lot of ground to make up um but yeah like in terms of this new console space where like microsoft is probably going to eat up the idea of like cloud and yeah well gaming transcending uh, hardware you know like they're gonna fucking own that uh i don't know how google's ever gonna match it mm-hmm. you know if anything sony's gonna match it first <laughs> maybe i mean but we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see there's no way to know (sighs) there's just no way to know but their check's clear so that's why (laughs) yeah exactly google's check's clear so people are gonna keep on exactly (laughs) (laughs) number four my friend now this one's pretty cool and i had to put it on here because as a uh horror buff myself Mm. uh final fantasy Seven's producer thinks there should be another Parasite Eve. Oh, yes. In an interview conducted by Japanese wrestler Kenny Omega, for some reason, (laughs) Yoshinero Katase expressed his desire to see a new Parasite Eve. While Katase is best known for directing the original Final Fantasy VII and now producing the remake, he also produced the PSP title The Third Birthday, Mm -hmm. which served as the third and last installment of the Parasite Eve series. Katase told Kenny Omega, quote, The characters are very deep and rich, especially Aya Brea. I don't know of any plans right now, but 
it would be a waste not to use those characters. End quote. Mr. Omega pointed out, I love it, Kenny Omega, out here on the scene, <laughs> figuring out what the gamers quick. are doing. Yeah, what's he look like? Yeah, I need to see that. Kenny Omega. Uh, Mr. Omega pointed out to the producer that horror games are back in vogue, and that a sequel or remake would land with modern audiences, clearly hinting at Capcom's success with their Resident Evil remakes. What's he look like? He looks like that one cana- um, one. Oh actor. my god! But like wearing like a blonde wig. He looks like Rousedower. If you've ever seen Rousedower from Mystery Science Theater, he looks like a fit Rousedower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at him. Wow. And he's a Canadian wrestler. So this Canadian wrestler got this fucking tenured Japanese dev to probably what talk to him in a Canadian fucking Just locker room. Interviewing? <laughs> yeah, like, like, a, this is actually on the official Square Enix uh, YouTube. <laughs> That's crazy. By the way, yeah. It's like, Kenny Omega. I want to see. Um, uh, John Cena interview uh, Kojima. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> anyway, okay, so basically, Kenny Omega literally said this quote: "Parasite Eve had some RPG elements to it. It was very original and unique. So I think now is a good time. Parasite Eve has a very, very unique game style. There are no games like it right now." Unquote. Kenny Omega's right. Yeah, he's in it. Kenny, Kenny I mean, Omega you, you went through it. like a replay of that pretty recently. I did the and first that, one. And that opened your eyes up. I really like the gameplay. Actually, I got a little description of it, too. Released in 1998 for the PlayStation 1, Parasite Eve was Square's answer to Resident Evil. However, rather than clone the mechanics of Capcom's game, Square implemented RPG elements like character leveling and active time combat similar to what was used in Final Fantasy XII years later. Hmm. Parasite Eve 2 was released in 1999, then the PSP spinoff 11 years later. The series has been dormant ever since. Bring the shit back. I had a lot of fun. I, I streamed the PS1, uh, the first game. Mm-hmm. And apparently the, the sequel gets rid of the the that kind of turn-basey but free-moving combat mm-hmm. in favor of like more traditional action. Okay. But I actually think the first one has some pretty special combat hmm. the idea that i had in my head is if you do like a reboot remake sequel whatever the fuck mm-hmm. mold it off of what final fantasy 7 remake yeah. is doing because we played the demo we'll talk about that in saving place but i think it would be cool to integrate that rpgs gameplay with like more real time stuff yeah real time stuff like mm-hmm. where you're doing you know attacking with guns and whatnot attacking these monsters and mm-hmm. shit i think you could do it i think it'd be fun i think so too and i think honestly if like we we hail everything Capcom has been doing in the remake space, but it's like, well, Square can... I, I mean, we played an hour of that fucking Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Like, there is such a fucking, like, proof of concept of the fact that they really, like, retooled that game and made it something special and modern. Mm-hmm. Square could just keep doing that. Like, keep reviving old franchises and, like, bringing them back to the public in a way that, like, maybe people haven't experienced it before for long-term fans, making it feel fresh and new. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, if you're going to do Parasite Eve, don't lock it into, like, that old gameplay feel. Like, evolve it. Yeah, evolve it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you would have to, right? But it, it's ripe right now. Yeah. Kenny Omega's right. <laughs> <laughs> they could definitely make a, a remake right now. I think people will be super interested in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I... Yeah, I would love that. I, I don't think there's any other reason to say no. Mm-hmm. But let's get, let's keep this horror train going on. Sure. Number five on here is that Frictional Games is releasing a new Amnesia this year. The game that screeching YouTubers built their careers off of is back. <laughs> Amnesia Rebirth is the third title in the combatless horror series and the second to be developed by creator Frictional Games. Yeah, uh, the second one, uh, Amnesia 
a what is it a machine for pigs that's right oh that's a subtitle <laughs> it was developed by the chinese room okay. uh, different developer entirely so uh creative director thomas grip took to the playstation blog to promise fans that rebirth is a no gimmicks return to root sequel that builds off of amnesia the dark descent but gives players a new character new setting and a new story grip wrote quote <laughs> wow <laughs> grip wrote quote that doesn't mean that we're just doing more of the same. In horror, repetition is a deadly sin. You need to keep players on their toes at all times. We've had to twist expectations, refine old features, and up the ante on everything you've seen from us. End quote. It's gripping. Developers are just like, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah. It's just a, a pincher for drama here. <laughs> <laughs> Upping the ante apparently includes making players shit their pants harder and more. <laughs> quote, when Amnesia the Dark Descent came out, we loved to hear the player feedback that said people couldn't get through the game because they were too scared to continue. But these days, simple horror isn't enough. We want to take you beyond horror. <laughs> we want to kill you and your family in a live AR simulation. <laughs> and out the other side. And see whether you'll stand the weight of what you play through. <laughs> wow. wow, is that a threat or a yeah. promise? <laughs> Amnesia Rebirth will be available later this year. Let's see if you can bear it. Watch, they're going to like set you up for murder and make you fucking have to like deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's your fault. Like you wake up and you're just like... I, I swear I don't know who she was, officer. <laughs> Thomas Grip is like, this is the game. Go with it. <laughs> now available for PSVR. <laughs> this this is cool. I actually haven't played too much of Amnesia. Um, I remember on PlayStation Plus. Is this episode sponsored by PlayStation? What the fuck? Every mm-hmm. every news item has been tethered to PlayStation in some way. You're not you're not drinking out of your PlayStation cup either. Not yet. That's going to be for a save room place. Okay. You, he, yeah. t- he came up to me before the show and he was like. I'm going to use this cup. <laughs> he got me a, it's a PlayStation uh, Platinum Trophy glass modeled yeah. after the, you know, Platinum Trophy platinum that trophy. We, we seek in our sleeps and Pop living life. Pop that plat. Uh-huh. And yeah, I said I would um, christen it on Save Room Plays because we got some stuff to celebrate on that episode. We sure do. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. We're releasing a few days after this. <laughs> yes. Maybe. maybe. We, we did say maybe. Yeah. The, the coronavirus is sweeping through and... It might make us spell, spill from our PlayStation mm-hmm. Cup. Anyway. But Amnesia is not like a franchise that I know anything about. So It's not my style. Is it like the hide-and-seek sort of horror game? It sure is. Okay. Just like Outlast. Okay. It's like that's that. Th- that's never been my thing, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up with Resident Evil. I like being able to fight back. I don't mind it being hard as fuck, mm-hmm. but I still want to be able to fight back. You want some agency and control and not have to just fucking hide for 30 seconds every time something comes at you. I'm very impatient. Same. I'm just super impatient. I can't. Yeah, I couldn't do that. But I, it looks cool as a thing. I'm always kind of attracted mm. to it because I was like, yeah, it's very macabre, very weird. Sure. Um, maybe maybe I'll give like the the collection because like one and two came out on like I said PS Plus, yeah. um, for free, and I have it added to my library. Okay, it might be fun to stream. I don't know. I, I almost feel lame streaming that because that's what everyone else. That's what everybody else did. Does. I right? mean, so for the streaming. Uh, culture pot around this it's gonna be cool people are gonna love watching their favorite streamers play it you yeah know. yeah for sure so. um so this is coming after ps4 pc mm. we'll see yeah. <laughs> i don't know i got less excited as i thought about it so i'm like yeah okay cool i mean for you like the idea of like new horror is always cool but it's just like it has to be your bag i like you fresh know? horrors you like fresh horrors you can't just do simple horror it needs to go beyond horror yeah fucking okay Thomas Grip needs to fucking break down our door and say there are no save rooms. You cannot hide from me. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that was fake news, <laughs> yeah. by the way. I, I wake up and like they're like, oh my god, in Resident Evil 3 remake, Nemesis can break into the safe room. Mm. And it actually turned out a writer for OXM saw like one part of the game where there was a typewriter, mm-hmm. but Nemesis was in the room and just like kind of thought like, oh my god, yeah, that's the two Nemesis exclusive. can break in. Nah, it's, it's not true. It's mm. not true. But then it's odd that people were really excited at the idea of that might that might happen. I don't know if I would be because honestly, like Resident Evil is built around like kind of tension and release, like those building of suspenseful suspenseful moments, and then being able to like find safe harbor, you know, in between mm-hmm. and recalibrate and go back out there. If Nemesis could fucking follow me everywhere, like. I could never get rest. I will never sleep. It'll be terrible. They're, they're... Dude, that's the concept of total warfare. Yeah. Where you constantly attack your enemy where they can't even like sleep. Mm-hmm. Like they're being bombarded and whatnot. Nemesis is total warfare in this mm-hmm. game. That would actually make a really cool hard mode. Like a real survival so that, mode. Yeah, do a yeah. survival mode around that, but don't make the def- don't make that the default for that game because that's too no. punishing. No, that, that that's like yeah. adding roll cue to fucking quick play. That's that's a nightmare. A real nightmare. Um, Another addition to that. So they announced as well for Resident Evil Resistance, which is the co-op multiplayer mode that they're going to launch with it, that there are going to be cosmetic loot boxes. Whoa! Yo, wow, Capcom, way to join 2016. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I don't mind that much, especially if it's just like cosmetic bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you want your fucking what's his name, Peter Sandwich, to be dressed up in cool uh, costumes. Martin Sandwich. <laughs> okay, thank sorry. you very much. I want <laughs> I want Sandwich. my costumes to make him like a Martin Sunday, yeah. a Martin um, uh, uh, Martin sub. Double Stack, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a Martin Six Footer. Yeah, yeah, I want all of that. I want okay. all of that. I I don't mind that kind of shit as long as it's not like you know i don't know you know they're gonna charge for it in some way and be like hey you can get more loot boxes for 4.99 i mean sure but as long as it like as long as it doesn't affect the gameplay as long as it's just cosmetic and i can still play and unlock them at my own leisure i don't fucking care yes agreed 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 um however resistance seems like it's gonna be fun as fuck Mm -hmm. watching some gameplay of that shit and i was like ooh, this looks like some tasty licks it looks like such a nice borrowing of like every multiplayer feature that they've put in games like mercenaries I forget the name of the one from RE7 when you're in the basement, but... Oh, yeah. I think it's like, night. uh... Yeah, Night Terrors or night Nightmare something. Mode or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm i really enjoying the things mm-hmm. that I'm seeing. It, it is like a callback to, like, a lot of references to Resident Evil lore. Mm-hmm. There's creatures that are from, like, Part 2 that are, don't show up in the campaign of Part 3. Mm-hmm. That's all super cool. Yeah. I, I can't... I think we're gonna... It's going to be our game of service for this year. I hope. I hope it is. I hope I like it. I hope it's not just like very tack on. I Mm -hmm. really hope that it's like substantial enough that I want to revisit it a bunch of times because I think that's going to be fun as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And especially if they support it in the way that they have for like Monster Hunter World. Like maybe they'll have like cool like fucking seasonal events events and stuff like that. Maybe you get to play as Dr. Wily and you get like Mega Man villains. Or yeah, yeah, you get like a serve bot fucking uh, head, cosmetic head for your character. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Reference like other Capcom games and stuff. Mm -hmm. That would be super dope i would be into that now i've got a number six that i think you would be super into me i know you're super into it sure tell me about it oh here we go avalanche's harry potter rpg i want to standing up (laughs) that this is not a song from the movie expecto erectus Avalanche's Harry Potter RPG may see an announcement very soon. Now, a new job listing on Avalanche Software's website shows the developer is seeking an associate lighting technical artist for a, quote, exciting, soon-to-be-announced AAA 
title, end quote. Ooh. It's our first indication that Avalanche is ready to share what WB Games tasked them to do. Extend a formal invitation for gamers to attend the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Way back in 2018, test footage for an impressive-looking RPG set in the world of Harry Potter was leaked online, exciting fans hungry for a AAA take on the franchise. The footage wasn't merely an adaptation of an existing book or film, though, but appeared to have been an original story set in the early 1900s in which players could choose their house, their students' look, and combat enemies with an assortment of upgradable spells. Better yet, the footage showed off a more mature tone than what we've seen in previous game adaptations. The dots connected back to Avalanche Software, as they are shoring up their staff to handle a project of this size, which is rumored for next-gen consoles. It also seems like a matter of when at this point, as we await an official reveal, likely at E3, if E3 is not canceled this year for obvious reasons. Mm. Yeah. Which, which is likely. Very likely. South by Southwest, uh, by the way, got fucking mm-hmm. canceled completely this year. Not postponed, canceled. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, but I'm excited for this game. I saw that test footage. We both saw that mm-hmm. test footage and we were like, yo, why haven't we gotten something like it's this? It's been a year and a half since like we heard anything about that. And that was just a leak that somebody that was ended up like fucking getting their hands on. <laughs> yeah, I think they gathered like a, that was from like a test screening. They mm-hmm. gathered a bunch of like, moms from a like fucking mall food court <laughs> and they're like what do you think of this expecto patron patranus i don't know there's a lot of violence can't we just do another lego harry potter no wrong we don't want a lego cursed child game can you get a uh, subject 78 the fuck out of my sight <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> Coach uh, this shit looks cool dude yeah. i don't know i the idea of choosing your house awesome mm. the idea of being able to like cast spells and shit and the the vibe that i got from the footage was that it felt like um what they did for lord of the rings mm-hmm. a little bit which was uh what was that called again middle earth yeah. Just Middle Earth? Middle Earth and the what? Shadow of Mordor? Yeah, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Where it, it it's not like just strict RPG, like it's an action RPG. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. That's all, honestly like all I want from a modern Harry Potter game. Because like <sighs> historically the Harry Potter games have not been very good. Nah, dude. The ones across like fucking what GameCube, Wii, Wii U. <laughs> I mean the Lego games are probably the most like honest impression of the the, the story that we've ever gotten. But it's not what you want. But it's not what you want. You know? In the like, same way that I love Lego Jurassic World, but motherfucker, mm-hmm. give me a triple A Jurassic exactly. World game. Yeah. Right? I am hungry for a fucking action RPG Harry Potter game. I see like, that hunger. You're ravenous, dude. I'm hungry, cuh. So, like, especially with, like, you have the imprint of what um, Fire Emblem Three Houses did, where it's, like, you could pick your three houses. Same shit here. Fucking Harry Potter, four houses. Pick one of your four houses. Maybe, you know, you can build, like, a, a player set around that. Create your own students, obviously. I can create students? Yeah. Wow. Right? Spread my seed amongst Hogwarts? That seems like that's going to be a lawsuit. That's evil. But <laughs> that's I evil. think there's a lot of cool potential here. And, um, I mean, if they lean into, like, the um, enemy nemesis director system that, like, uh, the Lord of the Rings games did. What, like, when you're fight- like fighting against goblins That'd be cool. in the game and shit? Yeah, like, goblins and Dementors. Maybe they come at you differently based oh, off of your dude. play style. Yeah, I would actually be super interested in what mm-hmm. that's- that would be all about. But I'm all down for, like, fucking spell casting on yeah. the fly and, like, 
like just having different like RPG mechanics. Like. I, I I want some like chiller moments in this game sure. too, because it's like if it's gonna fully realize like Hogwarts, mm-hmm. I don't want to just be like fight fucking like flinging goblins through doors and shit all the time. Mm-hmm. I want to discover some secrets and yeah. shit. I want to go to the room of requirement. I I want to fucking maybe play some cool ass Quidditch. Finally get Quidditch right. Finally, game. Finally get it right. I want to live in the fucking well, Harry Potter universe. Treat it in, like, like a, a cool way. Treat it like a Metroidvania then. Because it like a Metroidvania. Because if like you're gonna live in that school, like I imagine you're gonna leave for missions, maybe go out to like the Forbidden Forest or right. elsewhere, go to the lake, go to fucking maybe uh, Mungos or elsewhere, and then when you come back, like you have these new abilities and things that like recontextualize Hogwarts and oh yeah, you, to you learn a, a new way. spill to or new spell to like maybe like disappear rocks and shit like mm-hmm. that. Now you can get into a cave or yeah. get get underneath the tree, that fucking slappy tree, yeah, that really the hates kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Whomping Willow. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, the slappy tree. <laughs> the old kid beater in the forest. <laughs> Yeah, for this. I love it. I, yeah. I'm hyped as fuck. I Yo, mean, if we, they announce this this year, I'm, I'm gonna die. It's like we still really don't know what it is. Like the test footage for it showed like a yeah. student just casting spells at like a troll. And yeah, okay, cool we're we're definitely gassing ourselves up probably yeah. a little bit more than we mm-hmm. should be. But honestly, it's exciting. I, yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool to finally get like a a true blue attempt at an original video game set in that universe that isn't like mm-hmm. a, you know like a mobile game or just some uh, bullshit recreation of like the stories from the, the movies and whatnot. Right. Didn't they try and do kind of like a Pokemon go sort of deal with Harry Potter? Yeah. What was that? That was, um, wizards unite. Yes. Yeah, wizards, wizards unite. unite. Uh, so what is that like? You walk into a convenience store and you're fucking shooting spells at, at, at the local elves clerk. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, he's actually a death eater. Oh, oh, oh. You're fucking throwing Kit Kats at the motherfucker. <laughs> No, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I like this th- this approach to it. I'm mm-hmm. very excited, and it's gonna be especially if it's on uh, next gen consoles. What is this a force function for um, Harry Potter fans? Now you gotta get the fuck in PS5. Yes, yes. Or it'll come to Stadia in 2023. 2023. Mm-hmm. Jade Raymond will see to it. Yeah, <laughs> eventually. I'm fucking. I don't know. I don't know what else I could really hope for from it. Honestly, like, um, what what else has Avalanche really done? Um, their last game was an adaptation of Cars 3. Life is a highway with them, huh? <laughs> I mean, I mean, so honestly, like, I could hope for, like, a really strong story. Because they're under, like, the WB header, right? Yeah. So they have some fucking great games with solid stories. Like, they did Batman Justice. They did fucking Lord of the Rings Justice. Yep. So, like, yep. get the right people on that on that writer team and the development team and make some magic happen. You know? Yes. Do it. Yeah. Make it right. God, I want to make a wizard boy. <laughs> I want to fling those spells all over the goddamn place. <laughs> I want to make potions. You want to make potions? And fall in dude? love. Oh my god! Yeah. You can make a love potion. You don't even have to wait for the other person to fall in love with you. Um, that's the that. What was it? The, that's bad more, implications. A actually, more, a more tentious spell. A more te- is that yeah, a real thing? They, I think they introduced it in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Okay, uh, wow. it's a spell that one of the students uses to make Ron fall in love with her and it, it pisses work? off yeah yeah it pisses off a lot of people pisses off a lot, a lot of people <laughs> pisses off Hermione. Off. yeah a lot of people get pissed off man yeah. nobody because everyone's just like ron doesn't deserve a woman <laughs> i need to know right here and now yeah. for the roommates what is your house um what are you gonna what are you gonna go what for? are my choice so it's ravenclaw yeah. gryffindor mm-hmm. and slytherin in um there's a, there's a fourth one Oh, there's a hidden fourth house. <laughs> no, they're, they're is it, known. Is, is it underneath the the rest of the three houses? They're underneath the kitchen. The Hufflepuff. Oh, Hufflepuff. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was mixing up uh, Fire Emblem with the other. Yeah. I was like, that's DLC, Daniel. Yeah. We can't talk about Hufflepuff. Harry Potter Three Houses. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think I would be? I could see you as either like a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw? Or... Are they smart and handsome? Yeah, what they're, they're saying is um, wit beyond measure is our greatest treasure. Ooh, yeah. okay. That's yeah. the only one I have memorized. I'm pretty witty, titty, and fun. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something about Slytherin is they're, they're cunning, and then Gryffindor is brave, and Hufflepuff. Ah, uh, dude. Hufflepuff, so we got invited. Do you have to be in Slytherin to know Parseltongue? I, I want to know Parseltongue. No, you just have to be visited by fucking um, Tom Riddle in your dreams, like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what house are you? Actually, I, what is my definitive house? Are we going to say Ravenclaw? I would say like Ravenclaw, Ravenclaw? or maybe Gryffindor. Maybe Gryffindor? Maybe. I'm a fighter. You're a fighter. I'm always ready for a fight. And you're I'm always, always... You're always training your body and getting stronger every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting ready for when you need to fight a troll in the dungeon. Exactly. You never yeah. know, dude. What, what's your house? What's your house? What's your house? Um, I always thought I was going to be a Gryffindor, but then as time got, you know, older with me, I don't know, as, as I when grew older... When time got older with I, me... I liked uh, the idea of being a Ravenclaw more and more. Ravenclaw? Yeah. We're in the same house? Yeah. We're in the same house. Ha, I'm a Slytherin. One house. Oh, you betrayed me. Death spell. Whatever it was. <laughs> you don't know any death spells. Morte. Morte. <laughs> morte. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about these books. I'm I'm threatening him with an invisible wand right now. All right. Well, let me threaten you at the end of this episode. <laughs> Please do. We survived and we, we, we got through this emergency. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> that might take a while, huh? Yeah, yeah. I thought if we would end this episode, like, oh, Seattle will be back to normal. Guess not. No, the, us doing a podcast wasn't going to cure Corona. Why are we doing this then? <laughs> I don't know, because you set me up for it every week. That's true. Yeah. That you is say true. there's news that the gamers need and we have to deliver it. I wake up early. I have my Starbucks chiller mm-hmm. and I slam away at the keyboard thinking of the gamers. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's, let's end this one. Thanks guys for listening to the save room. If you want to check us out on Twitter, you can find us at save room show. And um, what else do we promote? Do we need to promote anything? I don't think we have anything else. Are we no. on mixer yet? Are we in mix? No, mm. definitely not. Definitely not. No, uh, they actually signed a deal to keep me on Twitch, like Pokimane. I was actually a, a, an attache to her, uh, oh, yeah? to her, to her contract. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we need two strict. We need the red herb over here. <laughs> we need Pokimane and Pokimane. And people are just like, yeah, yeah, it's a good fit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lost it because I accidentally fired a fucking gun off in my stream. I'm sorry. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I swore to God it wasn't loaded. I swore to God. I swear. I'm so sorry. I'm with it. I'm so sorry about I didn't Clementine. Hurt uh well i'm so sorry about clementine i think uh I, i'll get you back on next um on next rent for the veterinary customer. wait is that why she's limping everywhere that's why she's dead <laughs> <laughs> wow this episode is a spec expecto patro done <laughs> i hate you and that me bad. that was bad you can, you can take that out i think i hate myself more yeah. now that i heard it all right any last words for the the gamers at home for the gamers any words of inspiration during these desperate times no if i think of any i will translate them into save room plays which we will be doing shortly after this okay be on the lookout for save room plays later on this week thank you so much for your ears and stay safe wash your hands you know the thing yeah 20 seconds is the rule 20 seconds is that's a long time if you're not doing Daniel? it for 20 seconds throw your hands out i fuck so i think somebody said washing your hands for 20 seconds is like the equivalent of just singing happy birthday so because that's like a 20 second song happy birthday happy birthday <laughs> happy ha 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 birthday no not that one kevin jesus christ you're gonna get us all sick <laughs> let's close this down jeez <laughs>
All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And uh, until next time. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs>